Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I've got with me today Coleman Haggerty to talk about the song, I'm Not a Loser, written for the SpongeBob musical. Here we go. I'm not a loser. I don't secretly hate myself. I'm not singing this to no one. It's not the case that no one cares. I'm not a failure. I do not have talent. When others see me, they can't see the nobody that isn't there. Wait, hold on. I think that's a triple negative. You can't not see nobody because I'm not nobody, which can't not be seen. All right, let me start over. My life's not empty. They don't not like me at all. I don't not leave the house because I don't not prefer to stay at home. I don't stink. I'm not a waste. Not all alone in thinking that I am not all alone. Coleman, what's up? Hello, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man, happy to have you. How are things uh, in uh, Ireland? Where where are you at exactly again? Uh, I'm in Dublin at the moment. Um, isolating. We are. We've been put into a another lockdown, another full lockdown. It's called level five here, so we have different levels of lockdown. That sounds pretty um, serious. Yes, yeah, so we kind of jump up and down between five and four and three. So we're in five at the moment, but you know th- things are getting better again, and you know we're kind of in the cycle of going in a lockdown. So good, all my good. school is online. I'm in uh, uh, to translate it to American terms. I think I'm a sophomore in high school <laughs> um, yeah you are uh currently the the youngest guest to have ever been on this might be a podcast how old are you i'm 16 crazy yes I know, insane i think previously maybe seymour schmidt was the youngest fan on he's uh 19 i think yeah but yeah i love you know this is a band that has such a wide age range of fans and i think we talked about that a little bit on the um patreon peeps party i can't remember which one it was that you were on but so people have heard from you a little bit but this is your first proper episode so uh you excited absolutely yeah so i'm interested a a a youngin like yourself how did you get into they might be giants when where how did you get into they might be giants well i've kind of had small interactions with the band all throughout my life like when I was very young, um, I think the first time I probably heard They Might Be Giants was from the CDs my mother had. So we had Cool Mom. Here come the ABCs. At cool Mom, there you go. Yeah. Here come the ABCs and here come the one, two, threes we had. Uh, so they would get played in the car kind of on a loop. Uh, and we had the video podcast on iTunes with the puppets. Yeah. Um, and I, I always loved that. I mean, that, that was just so great. I could watch that <laughs> every day, you know, nowadays, even that. Um, and then that was kind of it. I, you know, I forgot about it after that, you know, I would have been very young. And then it would have come up in just random places in life, like Just Dance, uh, Istanbul was on Just Dance oh, yeah. 4. <laughs> so I, I would love that and i'd be like ah oh, yes i know they might be giants so i'd always have the idea of the band in my head like i'd know them 
and birdhouse in your soul as well i don't know what it is about that song but irish radio disc jockeys love it really it's constantly played on uh, rt is like the main uh radio station that got, got used to get constantly played on that so i knew that song like well enough as well so is that a station that uh, plays mostly like classic stuff? I don't know. Would you, would, where would Birdhouse fit in on a radio station's uh, format? So, what kind of other stuff do they play? Well, Orti is the it's the kind of public state broadcaster, so it's radio, television, share, and so they do they do everything. Um, and it would just be on like a breakfast show or whatever they put it on, you know, with other similar kind of rock songs. Um, and I just. I, I always used to hear it on the radio. And then I think um, just before I went into high school, I'm trying to use all the American terms here. Um, <laughs> I, I My main band was like Queen. Uh, I like Primus, you know, um, mm-hmm. Eminem as well. And I remember They Might Be Giants because I had heard Bird Has In Your Soul again on the radio. And... I said, you know what? I think I have to finally listen to some of their other songs because I was like finally deciding to expand my music horizons. So yeah. I listened to the Pink album or just They Might Be Giants or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I so, f- like, so what I year loved. was what year was this that you were finally uh, um, you know get, getting putting them on uh, yourself? I'd say this was two thousand and eighteen. No. Yeah. Actually, I remember it was 2018 because um, like the week I listened to the Pink album and Lincoln, which I just played on repeat for about two weeks, um, they were in Ireland. It was October 2018, and they were in mm. Ireland in uh, the Button Factory in, in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't go because, you know, it's in a nightclub. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. so that was disappointing. Too young. Yeah. Uh, and then I just, I literally just listened to their albums chronologically from there. And it was just like snowball effect. And then I just kept, and, I, and they're still definitely on my top listen to band since. Nice. Yeah. One of those disciplined listeners going chronologically. I, I, oh, I, yeah. That's yeah. the only way to do it. Have an OCD <laughs> like that. You know, you can't go willy nilly picking out songs. You <laughs> go through properly. So after fully getting through all of the albums, do you have a favorite album? Oh, that's something I've, I've definitely contemplated. I don't think I could. Uh, it, it, honestly, it, it depends on my mood. Like, but like, how about give me a top three? Uh, I have to say Mink Car because I'm yes. a, I'm a, just a staunch defender of that album. Yes, some people hating it kind of just makes me like it more. <laughs> right, uh, John Henry, I'd say as well. That's just mm-hmm. like head to toe, great. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to say Lincoln as well, because that's that's what really got me into They Might Be Giants. Like that, that album was like, all right, this this is serious. Like so, I'd say those three. Yeah. Good choices. I'd say those are two out of three of my top three as well. I'd probably go Apollo, Lincoln, and then Mink Car. So good choices. We are in agreement there that Mink Car is awesome. You hear that, everybody? <laughs> Absolutely. That's definitely my, my favorite episode is the, the mink car debate. I think that was a fantastic idea. <laughs> yeah, a hotly debated album. Um, but yeah, I'd say if like you were going chronologically and the first album you really digested was the pink album, I always say that mink car is, is the most uh, like the pink album out of all their other oh. albums, just as far as the eclectic nature of the album between their pop songs and their weird songs and genre experiments and stuff like their that. rap songs yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> mr excitement what are your thoughts on mr excitement um it's an it's an earworm i can see why people right. hate it because half, half the time i listen to it i'm like oh really like this is this is tough to listen to. it's kind of cringy and then sometimes i listen to it and i'm like yes i'm feeling the groove i love this Depends that was mood, yeah. that was the album that i kind of convinced my brother to like they might be giants um mm. He's older than me. He's like uh, 22 now, and he would be into like pop, uh, you know, like Taylor Swift. You know, he, he has he, he likes music as well. He likes music a lot, but he he can never really get into the Olympic Giants. And one day, uh, we were driving somewhere like it was a long enough road trip. Well, you can't really have really 
two long road trips in Ireland, but um, <laughs> like honestly, you can get across the country in like three hours. Um, That's nuts. But I, I forced him to play Mink Car, and I, he liked it. I got him to like it, and now he's like a, a low key. They might be Giants fan. You know? Nice, nice work, nice work. And and so you, your mom's a fan. Is your dad a fan too? Oh no, my neither of my parents are fans. No, no, she bought those because like she was in uh, Chicago. Um, we mm. we we have cousins in Chicago, and we we went to visit them one year. Um, and I think she literally just picked them up in the store because we had the video podcast. Like, no, okay. she, she, she is a, a country music woman, you know, Irish trad, that oh, kind of okay. stuff. Okay, um, all right. And my dad then. So she was just looking for kids' music to play in the oh, car yeah. or oh, something. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, um, yeah. And then my my dad, he just he he'd be the most average dad music ever, you know, like <laughs> Billy Billy Joel and like Bruce stuff like that. Bruce Spring, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, you know, really basic stuff. But, I mean, still great music. I love Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? You know, classic uh, song, right? Yeah, and, you know, we're talking about um, kind of a, uh, a piano, a classic, uh, classically written piano type song uh, for right. I'm Not a Loser. Um, so, did you grow up on SpongeBob? Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I I was born two thousand four, so I I miss SpongeBob's heyday. Actually, All I right. miss their best seasons. Um, but I was obsessed with SpongeBob. <laughs> you can say I still am. I honestly, it, it's an amazing show. Like, I it's it's oh, easy. Yeah. It's easy to watch those first four seasons. Like, and the amount they've influenced, like culture nowadays as well and like internet culture it's, it's crazy oh yeah he, spongebob is definitely one of the most memed characters of all time i'd say just <laughs> all his weird expressions and stuff like that sometimes will fit perfectly into uh you know encapsulate a feeling uh to uh you know put a phrase over to make into some sort of meme <laughs> no I, I i didn't actually uh follow the spongebob musical uh, I heard about it, like you know, when it came out. But I, by by that point, I had gone a bit past it. I, I never actually ended up going and seeing it. Um, but I, I did uh, not exactly in preparation for this, but after listening to "I'm Not a Loser" and realizing it was on the SpongeBob soundtrack, I said, um, "I'd like to see this in context." You know, right. so I, I watched a bootleg. Uh, I, mean, I probably shouldn't admit to this. I watched a bootleg version. <laughs> I think of you'll be the, fine. Uh, of the of the musical um i'll I'll be honest i don't actually remember most of it um but i I wanted i wanted to see squidward's performance in in context and it's actually pretty good people say it's like a it's an it's an underrated musical because no one expected it to be good um and then it turned out it turned out pretty good i like it right musical based on a cartoon i don't know how many of those there have been (laughs) (laughs) but like i think got star-studded um cast as well to write all the songs like they had um they had some serious bands in there along with They Might Be Giants. Yeah, let's see. Uh, well, we got friend of They Might Be Giants. We got Jonathan Colton. Um, no Controls, David Bowie and Brian Eno song. But there's two that weren't written for it. But then, like, Panic at the Disco, Cindy Lauper did um, original stuff. Like, they, they definitely had connections. Flaming Lips, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry from Aerosmith, John Legend. Yeah. Big ones, big ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was because I was looking. I'm like, man, can I see this anywhere? I guess I'm not as uh, savvy about bootlegging stuff, or I, you know, come from the the era when that was uh, that. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. I've always been, you know, as a oh, original musician, you know, right? Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. So I look. It, it is uh, streaming on Amazon, but like they didn't have a rent. You couldn't rent it. You can only buy it. And it was a, 10 bucks. And I'm like, 10 bucks? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't pay a 10 or 4. I wouldn't pay a 10. I wouldn't pay a 10 or 4. So I did, I did make sure to see, to see some of the visuals. I watched uh, it was performed. Uh, that song was performed on the 2018 Tonys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gavin Lee playing uh, Squidward. It's a Squidward song, we should mention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Squidward. Well, everyone's everyone's kind of... Pick, pick of the SpongeBob characters, I think at least like adults pick of the SpongeBob characters because they, the whole I think the point is like 
you relate with like SpongeBob as a child, and then you get older, and you're like, oh, Squidward was right; they were annoying, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get, uh, I do want to hear a little bit more. I mean, I've read the, I read the plot of the musical. I want to hear a little bit more about that before we get too much into the musical. Let's listen uh, to. I think I'll. I think on the intro, maybe I'll play. I'll probably play the demo. Uh, version since it's the they might be giants version let's mm-hmm. talk about the song before we get uh the the demo version of the song before we get more into the musical so the demo had not been released until the musical was already out uh yeah. the musical premiered in chicago in 2016 and then they released uh the demo version as part of the 2018 dial a song cycle on may 29th so yeah, before we get to it in the context of the musical, let's just talk about what we think about the song as a standalone piece. We've got a Linnell song, it's just all Linnell, uh, piano, Linnell vocal, and he does some of his own background vocals too. What do you like about this uh, demo version of the song? Yeah, it was it was actually I I found it well after I I listened to the the Gavin Lee version because it's a, it's a kind of straggler where it didn't make it onto My Murdered Remains I don't think, right? Um, and it's kind of there in the the dead space between it. But I, I like it. I, I appreciate uh, Linnell going to the lengths of holding his nose. I think during the whole song or something like that. It sure sounds like a, it. Yeah, achieve the Squidward voice. The Squidward voice um, is pretty good. If I ha- if I had to choose one, I- I'd probably still appreciate, or I'd still probably prefer the uh, the musical version. But I I like the kind of the one man Broadway feel that it has. Like it-, it tries to it tries to capture the whole big band Broadway feel, and it's just Linnell like layering yeah. vocals and doing the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the C anemone uh, chorus <laughs> line. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the the chord progression of this song is just it's got that like classic traditional uh broadway musical type feel like it it was very much written i mean you can tell it was written for a a musical it's just he takes his his linnell wheelhouse and uh just kind of twists it into that classic uh show tune style yeah, it's it's the lyrics definitely is is what makes it they might be giants. Certainly not the the music part. Of it. <laughs> yeah, the um, it, it's definitely that kind of you gotta think about what the lyrics mean a little more, just because he keeps twisting it around with all these double negatives and sometimes <laughs> yeah. triple negatives, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's great. And then he goes triple, quadruple, whatever, sextuple negatives. Like he goes, <laughs> yeah. he goes crazy. Then, yeah. but that's part. That's definitely part of. You know, Janae might be Giant's forte is, is wordplay. Mm-hmm. I remember it was, I think it was on the episode for Lie Still Little Bottle. You were talking about how sometimes they write their songs like um, like people in high school making poetry, trying to use like similes upon similes, trying to like layer all these techniques on top of them, trying to look cool. And that's kind of, I think, shown <laughs> in this song as well. Like, oh, like that's almost a trick you do like as a, as a child or like i'm not not going to hit you or whatever and then you hit them and you're like oh what the hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh i'm not a failure i don't not have talent when others see me they can't see that nobody isn't there hold on that's a triple <laughs> negative you can't not see nobody because i'm not nobody which can't not be seen <laughs> let me start over <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of don't not, don't not. Oh, yeah. The best one, I think, though, is uh, I'm not all alone in thinking that I am not all alone. That is such a name. That could go into <laughs> almost any They Might Be Giants song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, um, yeah, I love the lyrics when the, the chorus comes in. Hey, Squidward, huh? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not delirious with despair and you're not calling true things false. Again, that could go into any They Might Be Giants song. You're not, You're not hallucinating. With yeah. despair. <laughs> right. You're not hallucinating the C and M and E chorus line. Even, <laughs> I mean, come on, Cowtown, you've got all this, like this uh, Cajun oh, Aquarium, yeah. this undersea stuff. This, uh <laughs> doesn't have to be for SpongeBob. It could be. I mean, it's also because they make giants have so many bloody songs. Like, y- you could take any song. Sometimes you listen to a song and you think, like, oh, did they might be giants get that from there? Because, at, like, almost. Like the entire massive discography, they touch on like every bit of music almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and that's what makes them so interesting to do a podcast about. There's always different musical stuff to talk about. There's not just some standard instrumentation or some standard style. They are all over the place, and they are, I mean, that the, there's a reason that they've popped up so much, and uh, people want to hire them for commercials and theme songs and musicals and all that, because uh, they can do it all. Baby, I think definitely, definitely the best part of the demo is at the very end when uh, Linnell goes clarinet solo and there's dead silence. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> they it. didn't even bother to check in the clarinet solo there. He said, "Right, that's grand. Finish the song." Yeah, yeah. So then, when you get into the, um, well, I think they, I mean, they had the whole basic idea of the song there because at the clarinet solo, after that, it does have. So then in the um, original cast recording, it does have a clarinet solo. And then it has a tap dancing solo. Which yeah, look at is, me now, mama. <laughs> yeah, look at me now, mama. Uh, but then it kind of repeats a lot of the same lyrics just in different styles. Like the, the cast recording, that's where at the clarinet solo, or maybe a little bit before that, where like drums start coming in and some of the full orchestration. Um, and then they do some of the same lyrics that kind of pick up the speed. And then at the end, there's that kind of uh, almost like they like, they pull it back to that kind of yeah. kick line tempo they, to finish it off. I love how generically and cliche Broadway is at the very end to do that. They're all they're all like in line like this, kicking up, going like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All alone and thinking that I am not all alone. Maybe I am a loser. <laughs> hey, Squidward. Huh? You're not delirious with despair, and you're not calling true things false. Hey, Squidward. This is weird. You're not hallucinating this sea anemone chorus line at all. I'm not. You're not a loser. You don't secretly hate yourself. You're not singing this to no one. It's not the case that no one cares. Okay. You're not a failure. You don't not have talent. When others see you, they can't see the nobody that isn't there. I'm not a loser. Not a loser. They don't not like me at all. No. I don't not leave the house. Cause I don't not prefer oh, to stay at home. People should definitely go and watch. Uh, if you search it on YouTube, the the Tony's one. Let's see who put this. Oh yeah, here. No, de- definitely the visuals make it as well. I think. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nathan James, nineteen seventy eight, is, is the channel that put this up on YouTube. And seeing Gavin Lee tap dance with extra legs. There's like, that's, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> two other fake legs uh, attached to his legs for the for the Squidward tentacles. It's oh, very impressive. Yeah, the, the tap dancing with four legs, the kick line with four legs, the uh, the costumes of the C&M&E chorus line are uh, very cool. And the very and, sneaky costume change as well. That was very impressive. It is just a jacket, literally, that he, he gets put on, but it, uh, it kind of gives the illusion like some elaborate costume change they did in seconds. Can you tell us a little bit more about where this song fits in? Uh, you know, give us some context for I'm Not a Loser. What is the, um, if you could break down just the basic plot of this spongebob musical yeah. what, what's so happening from, here from what i can remember uh it's a, a doomsday scenario in in bikini bottom there's a volcano that's about to erupt and destroy all of bikini bottom so everyone gets you know tossed into a 
a tizzy or whatever. Uh, so they like come up, start coming up with different plans to try protect b- bikini bottom. So like Sandy, Sandy cheeks, the the famous squirrel mm-hmm. from Texas. Uh, she <laughs> kind of she kind of turns into a scientist uh, in the later seasons of the show mm. rather than a karate master. So. Um, <laughs> She starts coming up with like scientific devices to try and neutralize the volcano. And then uh, Squidward's part of it is uh, he wants to do a one man show um, to like raise money, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Like the, the machine Sandy needs to build. And everyone hates his idea because that's kind of Squidward's whole thing is he's the, the underappreciated artist. Um, and then uh, Pearl, who's Mr. Crab's owner of the Krusty Krab, uh, she she gets her favorite boy band, the Electric Skates, which is kind of <laughs> like a Starlight Express parody. Um, if, I okay. to, if, I to, if I had to put it like something. And Squidward gets the job of like being their manager. Um, mm. And so the Electric Skates start making fun of him. And they're like, okay, look, we'll let you perform, uh, like, we'll let you open for us if you go and buy everything on this shopping list. So he goes and buy, he buys, like, all these obscure items on the shopping list. He comes back, and they're like, oh, no, no, you forgot this. And he's like, oh, you never told me to get that. And then they call him a loser. So there's this one point where Squidward's kind of there, sad, shriveled up, and the electric skates are all skating around him, calling him a loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What kind of sea and creature are the electric skates? I, I don't remember. I think they're just some kind of fish. Um, okay. And then he kind of he kind of had this repressed childhood memory of constantly being called a loser in school. And then he bursts out into, I'm not a loser. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you got to love that Squidward character, especially like you said, like when you grow up, people might uh, associate with him more because he's you know it's you know a lot of us you know alternative music folks you know we're, we weren't the most popular kids in school and uh we identify with this uh guy who's just he's he's misunderstood you know and a musician clarinetist you know clarinet is not yeah. not looked at upon as the coolest instrument but clarinet is awesome and uh i do it in um the the sixth grade band that I have at school, they are always calling uh, Wendy, who plays the clarinet. Wendy, she's awesome, and they're always calling her Squidward, and she <laughs> takes it as a compliment. She likes well, it. There you go. <laughs> like that's how famous SpongeBob is now. Is when you think of clarinet, you think Squidward. Like the whole instrument now is is, yeah. is SpongeBob. <laughs> and kids of all ages, they know that a clarinet needs a reed to be played. They know what a reed is. Because, yeah, I don't know, in some episode he, like, inhales his reed or something like yeah. that. So that bit of music vocabulary and that, that just that little tiny piece that is a uh, crucial part of the clarinet being able to produce a tone. Kids know what that is. So I can thank yeah. SpongeBob for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I can attest to um, that the fact that I like They Might Be Giants doesn't make me many friends either. Um, I, have, uh, <laughs> I have a few very snobby uh, music friends who um, you know are very uptight about their their taste in music, and they think their taste in music is the best. And they if they don't like they might be giants. In mm. fact, w- one day I, I went over to uh, my friend's house, who uh, you know he, he likes to think of himself as a bit of a music connoisseur, uh, and as do his parents. Um, and I was invited over for dinner, and they were like, uh, "So, what what music would you listen to, Coleman?" And I'm like, "Oh, I love they might be giants," and they they give me this look of like malice. And they're like, they're like, they're like, oh, that's the most annoying band ever. And I'm like, okay, I feel attacked. At least they knew them. <laughs> at, least, at least they knew them. Yeah. Um, well, so, what's yeah, like, it, it, what's like the cool music? What are high schoolers listening to in uh, Dublin? I mean, are they listening like all the American pop and stuff like that, or what? Are, uh, what are the normies, the 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 no, majority of kids listening to? So, like, majority in, in, in my year would be uh, rap. Um, sure. Like, rap, and not like Drake, like, more kind of almost sound, SoundCloud rappers, you could call them. Um, mm. You know, like, like the semi-famous rap artists. And then my, my closer friends then, um, 
so kind of people like Tyler the Creator and you know a mad villain um, I know he actually he died recently oh, yeah um, MF Doom rap, rappers like that kind of the more critically acclaimed rappers and then my very snobby music friends would like uh, they'd like uh, a, like eclectic like uh, have you heard of Bela Fleck and the Flecktones <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah just wow. r- random bands like that that uh, <laughs> they love <laughs> um, I can, like bands like uh, uh, giraffes, giraffes. Um, mm, don't know that. Oh, yeah, I know. No, no. He, he, my friend, they thrive themselves on like obscurity. Um, yeah. Are they an Irish band? Have, I, I just don't ask me. Um, eclectic, eclectic bands, and then um, some of my other friends would just like uh, a lot of Irish trad as well. And I, I'd be a fan of Irish music as well. Uh, for me, like the two things I listen to mainly are like they might be giants and somewhat associated acts like uh, presidents, of the United States of America, and like uh, that, that kind of genre. And then Irish. Well, this band is actually it's giraffes? Question yes, mark. it's giraffes, giraffes? Question mark. Giraffes exclamation. Mark. Oh, they're an American band, a math rock band, huh? Oh, they've been around uh, for a while. And then right. Irish Irish rebel songs as well. I'd be a, a big fan of. So like the the Wolf Tones, the Irish Brigade, that kind of genre i know it's i don't know how popular it is in america but um, yeah yeah i'd say not very but i'm sure it's cool stuff i like a lot of irish bands mostly i know the more classic stuff and i listen to a lot of shoegaze stuff and uh, i mean the biggest one come out of ireland would be my blood my bloody valentine for sure they uh oh, yeah. def- define the genre and they are incredible um do you listen to them uh, i do not know no, uh, all the should. all the Irish bands I like are like uh, re- like um, like rebel bands and like kind of historical bands. Like uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not too into the kind of contemporary Irish music scene. I know I know those bands like uh, there's like DC Fontaines and like Arctic Monkeys and then stuff like this, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't listen to them. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so back to the SpongeBob musical. They uh, yeah, it's so cool that a They Might Be Giant song was performed at the Tonys. Uh, they did not end up winning a tony it doesn't look like as part of um well it looks like just the way it was nominated. best original score which would include all those artists they were nominated for a tony mm-hmm. for best original score along with everybody but they did not win uh they did win a outer critics circle awards whatever that oh. is they did win that for outstanding new score broadway or off broadway um Thing else they were nominated for some other awards but yeah it's very cool that they might be giants are all over the place and i mean it's they're they're so good at like getting into all these different little areas of pop culture to make new fans and i would like to think that they made a lot of new fans through uh people hearing them for the first time through this song Oh, um, oh, d- definitely, yeah. F- from what I've seen on YouTube, like, because um, there is the the very scary corner of the internet of like um, uh, musical kids and like theater kids, um, <laughs> like kind of you know scary. Hamilton Hamilton fans and stuff like that, uh, and th- they kind of collided then with the the other scary community of they might be Giants fans. Scary, just as in like. Uh, insanely obsessive about insanely these obsessive yeah i think so and i'd have to like I, I yeah i have to agree with that <laughs> um, and yeah they kind of collided then with this song and i think some hopped over to one and others hopped over to the other so half half the comments you'll find uh on videos related to it are like uh, oh this is my favorite song in the musical or it's just like oh my god i can't believe they might be giants did a squidward song or whatever mm-hmm yeah, the uh, three covers we'll be listening to. I think it's probably more the case that those people were covering it because it was a song they liked on the musical and not not that they were they might be Giants fan. But I yeah. could be wrong. But the ones I looked at, it didn't seem like the uploader was mentioning they might be Giants. But well, they might be uh, Giants yeah. are, are constantly finding different ways like burrow themselves into like modern culture. One way exactly. I found recently, uh, which they kind of went, they have all these minor viral moments was, uh, the other father song from, from Coraline. Right. That kind of, that kind of became very popular. It came like, it became a meme and everything. Um, and no one knew who sang it. Like, um, 
everyone just thought like the actor from the, the movie or whatever sang it. But like it went pretty popular on TikTok and everything. And Boss of Me was popular on TikTok for a while because TikTok oh, basically <laughs> ruled the land. Oh, yeah. TikTok rules the land these days. Um, and also Istanbul was on the new Netflix show Umbrella Academy. Right. So everyone just started listening to that song for a month. Uh, honestly, yeah, t- TikTok like just revives songs out of nowhere. The Run DMC, they just they just became popular again uh, with "It's Tricky." Um, nice. It just went great. Viral TikTok. It just blows up. Yeah, I remember seeing a thing on Miscellaneous Tea Group on Facebook. Um, people wondering why "Stuff Is Way" off of Nanobots was in their top five played Spotify songs, and apparently, it became a thing on. Uh, people using it using it as background music for their tiktoks i think just because it's yeah. such a weird weird kind of creepy song uh yeah there was someone like cooking to it or something i think is one of them i don't i don't have the tiktok app on my phone but you know they'll be posted crossover to other social media platforms and you see some of them yeah i noticed that as well stuff stuff is ways just using a bunch of like uh videos on youtube and then tiktok and that's i think that's, that's why it's so random yeah, I mean, it's it's always hard to pin down how something goes viral, but like, who was the first TikToker to use that? Do they call themselves TikTokers? Who was the first TikToker? Yeah. I sound like an old man, which I am. Uh, who was the first TikTok user to find stuff his way and to put it into their thing, which then spiraled off into all these other people using? It? It's just such a, a deep cut. But then it's it's so sad to find songs like uh, Anna Ng, which is like popular enough popular enough song even outside of they might be giants it has like two uses on tiktok like two people have ever used it mm. um so you're so big on tiktok it, huh you're keeping up on all this huh? I, I, try, I try to keep up yeah because you know it's it's the it's the hip new rad thing these days yep. So. Yep. <laughs> but they might be giants they might be giants spotify is, is my go-to place to to listen to them i know i am exactly supporting them i did uh keep it hush i did join the instant fan club i have my t-shirt on here nice um, that's yeah. so I, I i allow myself now to just listen to all their stuff on spotify because of that um and they're constantly like putting up and taking down stuff off spotify for some reason like they put up uh they put up a, a live album with frank black um mm. at least i think yeah they put up a live album with frank black the guy who did uh los angeles you know that song yeah frank um, black from the pixies mm-hmm. uh and then it got taken down after a day. Like I listened huh. to it, and then the next day it was just gone. Uh, so mysterious stuff like that happens. Um, and that they might be giant Spotify. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They famously never, they famously never put up the John Henry demos or uh, My Murdered Remains. Yeah. Uh, oh no, or, I, I bought or those. Team. I, I bought those because I was like, I can't, I can't not listen to these. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 a good. Uh, it's it's a good Spotify overall. Like I can see why they don't put up some of those things because you know they they got to make their money, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, they definitely forced uh, people to buy those <laughs> albums. Though I, I would say, yeah, the majority of us hardcore fans are uh, putting out money for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be interested to know how much money they make off the Instant Fan Club. I mean, they do give back a lot of merch with it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the they must be turning some pretty mad profit on it to put all those uh, <laughs> those those cool things together for us. And I, um, I found that there's, yeah. a, there's a little thing on Spotify. If you go into the about section of a, of an artist, so they've got like a, a, a million monthly listeners, which is, which is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and then they have a, I don't know if you've seen this before, a top five list of where people listen from. Mm. Um, I was wondering if I, if I could quiz you on that. Where do you think, <laughs> where do you think I, I, I was, I was kind of surprised by it. Um, okay. Where do you other, other than the U S I mean, America's no, no, it's, the they have it. They have it by uh, city. Oh, by city. I mean, New York's got to be on there. No shocking. What? New York what? is in the top five. Yeah. <sighs> They're big in Australia. I'm going to guess like Sydney. Yeah. Sydney's number three. Nice. Uh, London. London's number two. Yeah. Okay. Um, how's New York down on there? I don't know. Los Angeles? Los Angeles is number four. Oh, wow. I'm doing pretty good. Um, mm, I mean, is Melbourne on there too? No. Two no. Australians? No. Um, can you give me a hint on the country? The last two, number five and number one, are both U.S. Okay. Oh, so I haven't got the number one yet. Uh Jesus. Um 
I don't know, Chicago? Chicago's number one, yeah. Wow. wow. And then uh, Atlanta, Georgia uh, huh. is number five. Interesting. Wow. How is New York not on there? This doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Wow. I didn't do too bad on that. No. That quiz. <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten Atlanta, though. They uh, famously or infamously do not tour that much in the South. People are often complaining about that. Um, yeah. Atlanta. Hmm. I'm happy they meant they've come to Ireland. Like I expect them to come to Ireland because they're kind of rough roadmap at the moment is finish the flood tour this year if they can Hopefully. and then tour europe so fingers crossed i get to see them live that that's the dream like you'd still need them to play an all ages venue <laughs> ah but honestly by like by the time they get to ireland like in t- yeah. 2022 i'll be 18 so i'll, I'll be able to go. waltz in that's a great yeah. thing about ireland i can i can drink at 18 yeah pretty much i mean all the uk is like that right england you can drink when you're 18 i believe yeah 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 (laughs) go to the pub (laughs) the pub pubs are all closed pubs haven't opened shockingly enough i know irish people love to drink and whatnot they haven't been open for like almost a year now it's crazy the pubs aren't doing uh they aren't doing like takeout booze like you can, they, <laughs> you can there go are and, like, those, pick up stuff to go it's just it's such a culture in ireland it's like it's not the same you know yeah. so what they had to start doing it became almost a bit of a joke is you have to serve a substantial meal with your pint um mm. so people are like and they the government set the, the rule you have to have seven euros worth of food with your pint so they started serving like seven euro bags of chips <laughs> <laughs> And people are like, fine, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll fog it out. Like, I don't mind. I just want to have my drink. Like, <laughs> so then you can go in and have a dine-in if it's yeah. But a, a lot of pubs close enough to a restaurant. Know, they don't have the, they don't have a kitchen. You know, they don't have the budget for any of that. So they just had to close. So it, it is a shame. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It is such yeah, big part of the culture meeting place. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I imagine, especially in the smaller towns. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough. Uh, I mean, hopefully they're not closing down for good. I'd imagine some of them, though. It's hard to. No, okay. thankfully we're we're getting the vaccine rollout here, so you know. Good. good. Things are looking yeah. brighter. Yeah, I don't know when you you kids will be getting it. it seems like. Uh, no, not for a long time. But yeah. I'm grand with it. Yeah, I was hoping that us uh, teachers would get the vaccine. Um further up the list and it seems like it's that way in some of the other states but i'm in indiana and they don't seem to care about us educators as much and we're not on any sort of we we don't know exactly when we're going to get it yet but it's crazy i'm teaching in person and i'm seeing yep and you know they're wearing masks in music class the whole time but um i am seeing like I mean, between the two schools, I've got 400 kids, and they all come through my room twice a week. <laughs> so, so you got no, a lot of- we got we got moved online uh, in, about a month ago. So it was from March all online. Um, I actually had exams that year. Like, there's kind mm. of two state exams you do in Ireland: junior cert and leaving cert. My junior cert got cancelled. Um, oh, which wow. you know everyone re- everyone rejoiced over. Um, yeah, <laughs> all all online. Then back in September, we came back masks masked on you know throughout that first term and then christmas everyone just met each other at christmas and skyrocketed cases so back (laughs) online now back on zoom um how do you do with the online schooling do you have you adapted to that all right or has it been oh yeah we're we're used to it from from last year like as you can imagine half Uh our teachers are so inept with uh i don't mean to give out about teachers here but half of them are very inept with technology uh, oh yeah most of them just give up and they're like, I don't know what a Zoom is, so I'll just email you some homework. No, um, okay. But now they've they've copped on at this point. Like they they came up with a contingency plan and everything, so everyone has to have their camera on. Everyone has to do a certain amount of live classes every day. So yeah, they're actually doing a good job. They're picking up on it. Yeah, that's the older, the elder teachers. I'm sure had a yeah. There's a little bit of a learning curve with that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, so you're you're a, a disciplined enough young champ to be able to get all your homework done even when there's not a teacher right in front of you. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Writing a report on Syria. <laughs> right. Uh, on dictators, that's what you said the, the project is, yeah. <laughs> but I'm in, I'm in a, I, they, I, they don't do this in America, I know, but in your sophomore year, so 10th grade in Ireland, which we call fourth year, um, you actually don't really do school. It's called transition year because huh. you're transitioning from one, like one part of school to another, basically. Uh, so you do a lot of work experience. You do a lot of projects, stuff like that. But you, you're not doing like course study. You're not like really mm. studying subjects. So uh, it's, it's a lax enough year already. Um, and it is, it is a shame for it to be online because most stuff you're doing is usually physical and activity in TY. But uh yeah, it's 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 a cool it's a cool thing though. Um, some people yeah. skip DIY, some people do it. It's just a, basically a break year, like almost like people do gap year once they leave school. Like it's it's almost right. like a break year in high school. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then to uh, jump back into uh, SpongeBob, is the SpongeBob musical worth uh, me coughing up ten bucks for to watch? Uh, it, I could, uh, I could, I could uh, not not send you a, a link. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but did you, you know like what? it as an overall musical? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, like the the, the songs, the songs that are good. I, I don't like the guy who plays SpongeBob um, mm. because Tom Kenny just has such a, a good voice for SpongeBob. That's so iconic. Yeah. It's, it's odd hearing someone else try play him. Um, yeah. oh, I don't know. It's it's kind of worth it to to see Squidward's story arc. I think that's yeah. definitely the, the best part of the definitely the best part of the musical. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. No, I I I direct you towards one of the uh, one of the SpongeBob movies instead. I think they're better. Sure, sure. But are you are you a fan of of musicals in general? No, there's there's a few soundtrack musicals I would have heard. So I I I did listen to Hamilton. I thought that was good. Um, oh yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, the the Book of Mormon I listened to as well. But right, yeah. Uh, like other than that, no, I, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be a musicals. Guy. My brother, on the other hand, big big musicals guy. Let's take a quick break to hear from one of our podcast friends. You like they might be giants, huh? Oh, I hope so, considering the podcast you're listening to. Do you want to listen to another podcast where they mention They Might Be Giants almost every episode and it has nothing to do with that band? Of course you do. Well, then we have the podcast for you. At Bare Naked ABCs, we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song alphabetically. We break down the music, break down the lyrics, discuss other appearances by the band, and just have a fun time in general. But we also have interviews sometimes with people related to the band, such as when we talk to Dave Foley of Kids in the Hall, Harlan Williams, Susan Rogers, and of course, Stephen Page and Andy Cregan from Bare Naked Ladies. So if you like funny, sarcastic, and irreverent humor and music, come listen to us talk about the Canadian They Might Be Giants over at Bare Naked. So do you think we should head into the cover section? Why not? Yeah. Let's actually listen to them in, in the reverse order of how I sent oh. them. Let's... Uh, the piano one first. Yes. So Michael Missishia, I think. Missishia, Missishia. Let's, yeah, let's, let me spell that so people can find it. Uh, Michael M-I-S-I-S. C-H-I-A does a instrumental version. I'm not a loser. Piano cover with four hands. So it's got the uh, split screen and he's playing it once up top and it's playing it once. That's kind of the the gimmick then because it's like Squidward. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think of it that way. Right. He's got four tentacles there playing it. So you got one hand that's focusing on the uh, melody and some other kind of counter melody parts and then the top hands doing all the chords and he does this whole thing all five minutes of it um i wonder how he does the clarinet solo or the tap solo <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me skip ahead a little bit it's hard yeah. to find without the lyrics in there <laughs> oh wow he, he starts going for it like halfway through oh yeah i'll probably i think the clip i'll play i'll probably have 
jumped forward into where he really gets going nuts. works pretty well instrumentally yeah yeah so it's got a uh, fifteen thousand views on it yeah especially yeah. near the end when he just starts going for it it's like, da, ba, ba, ba. that's good yeah that's the oh, only yeah. instrument i've ever tried to play the piano i'm, I'm still doing lessons for it um now they're they're huh. lessons over over the computer so they're they're not as good as the in-person lessons yeah I do, that's but, tough but yeah that's the that's the only instrument i've ever other than that i'm, I'm actually quite musically inept <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at listening to it, but I'm not much else. Like the top comment here on this YouTube video should have used legs instead of hands. <laughs> oh yeah, that, 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 I, I've noticed on on all the different covers and stuff. There's a, there's a few witty people in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in the uh, there's not really much of a description here. But yeah, he does not mention anything about they might be giants again. I think it's probably just a guy that's a fan of uh, musicals. Yeah, I assume he does other. I assume he does other covers. I don't know if he's done any other They Might Be Giants covers. That mean, like, I'm seeing like Into the Unknown, which is from Frozen 2. Oh, he's, um, sadly, he is, he's got no other TMBG cover, sadly. No, it doesn't look like like it. We've got a Post Malone song. We've got uh, Blinding Lights, which is The uh, Weeknd. Uh, all right. Cool. Very solid. Solid performance here. And then our next cover is by Liana Flores on YouTube. And this is a ukulele cover. She does a short version, and she chats for quite a bit before the beginning. So <laughs> you know, I'll skip ahead of that. But let's, yeah, let's listen to that. I'm not a loser. I don't secretly hate myself. I'm not singing this to no one. It's not the case that no one cares. I'm not a failure. I don't not have talent. When others see me, they can't see the nobody that isn't there. Wait, that's a triple negative. Let's start over again. My life's not empty. They don't not like me at all. I don't not leave the house, cause I don't not prefer to stay at home. I don't stink. I'm not a song's really short, so let, let's put a clarinet solo. Oh, she's got a sponsorship from Bondi Ukuleles. Seriously? Yeah. 5% off at Bondi Ukuleles with my oh, discount code Lily. She's got 129,000 subscribers. Holy cow. She's pretty serious. 40,000 views on this one. I like the little section she does where she goes into kind of an arpeggiated part. And what do you think? Does it work well on ukulele? I suppose you could play anything on ukulele. I it wouldn't be my premier choice. Um, it wouldn't be my premier choice of, of instrument for. But to be fair, ukulele is like the quintessential SpongeBob instrument. I think. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I see a cute little cartoon do. instrument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The same who play the ukulele on SpongeBob. Um. The uh, uh, no no Squidward's clarinet and like probably the most famous parts of the soundtrack are like you know the theme song and stuff and that's all kind of sea shanty stuff right um, 
Yeah, and also one part of the soundtrack which has gotten very popular is uh, the kind of chase music. Uh, I'll have to send you a link or something. It got famous because people started using it as a rap beat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it actually works pretty well. I see a comment here. I have no idea what this musical is, who this ukuleleist is, and why this exists. But I like they <laughs> they might be giants, and therefore this. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Mister Apple. I'm not sure who that really is, but I've seen Mister Apple pop up quite a bit in YouTube oh. comments. Yeah, there you go. And uh, 105 subscribers. No yeah, videos. And then, Le- and then Leanna Flores just just replies. LMAO, I'm glad. Doesn't say anything about also being a They Might Be Giants fans. Uh, Who knows I, if I, she is? I fear she's not a she's not a, a puppet head. What's the official what would you say the official <laughs> term is for a They Might Be Giants fan? <laughs> Honestly, I got no idea. <laughs> That's a problem. We need to we need to come up with something like that. Yeah. But yeah, here on our channels we've got her playing some song from Animal Crossing. <laughs> again, into the unknown from Frozen yeah. Two. Again. <laughs> Beetlejuice the musical. Yeah. <laughs> so another fan of musicals yeah 129,000 yeah. subscribers so these i think wow. these covers are all from the the um the musical corner the theater kid corner of youtube rather than the they might be giants cover corner of youtube mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i like her voice a lot um yeah ukulele works okay um but yeah it definitely would be a hard thing to to translate between uh such a piano driven song to ukulele i think she does pretty good with it yeah now let's listen to the most fleshed out one here we've got a gal named Catherine lynn rose on youtube um and this one yeah another good play account forty three thousand views yeah put the put this up in january uh 2018 starts out with a kind of straight up piano version but then when it really gets into it, I mean, in just two and a half minutes, she kind of gets into the more fleshed out part with some uh, drum. I'm sure it's programmed drums, some kind of keyboard horn patches and uh, some other stuff. Yeah. I wonder and if it's, I wonder if the, the beat is self produced. Actually, let me have a look here. Instrumental by Kit Kat Kitty. There you go. Oh, okay. So a little bit of collaboration here. does her own harmonies and stuff like that does the please, CNM please chorus. appreciate the instrumental it took five days to make on garage band there you go i think it sounds pretty great yeah especially because it, it it's a very much independent version of it yeah it's it stays true enough to the original but has its own kind of spin on it and uh i think it almost sounds cool with how they kind of uh Fake instruments, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of fake brass. <laughs> she definitely got the, the voice for it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the harmonies are great. Um, the the emoting, you know, she doesn't do, none of these people are doing like a Squidward voice, but the emoting of it, the uh, the drama of it, I think is is there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seeing if anyone there in the go. comments has mentioned oh, the of the Giants. I don't, I don't see... I don't see anything like that. I'm afraid it's also infested with non-They Might Be Giants fans. It's kind of interesting, though, to have a have a cover section that isn't the, uh, 
I love all my usual folks contributing yeah. to the covers, but here having uh, some people from a different corner. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those They Might Be Giants songs. It's like majority non They Might Be Giants fans. There's a few of those you can pick out. For sure. Solid covers, all three. I think we are to the point of the episode where you must score Oof. this song. I, I, I find it tough to score any song. It's it's tough again because this is one where, you know, it was demoed by They Might Be Giants, but not a finished track until it went to the uh, the original cast recording. Um, but still, I think you know we'll score it as a They Might Be Giants song because you know this all the the instrumental, uh, the basis of the song, you know, the melody, the uh, chord progression, all of that stuff was laid out by Linnell. For sure. Um, so, what do you think? Well, what what does it have on the... What's the uh, rating on the wiki? Mm. Uh, let's take a look. I'll have to think about this now. I can never rate They Might Be Giants. I'm bad. I'm bad at ranking. Like, movies. I, I like rating movies and ranking movies, but I can never do that with music. I don't know. Hmm. It looks like... It does not have a rating. Let me see. Or it's not you you can rate it, but it looks like it doesn't have enough. I think I think a certain amount of people need to score it for it to to end up yeah. on the uh Cuz then if you've got a song charts. that's just rated by one person, boom, it beats Birdhouse in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Perfect score. Yeah, it says I'm not a loser is short of the minimum number of ratings required. Right. Hmm. Uh what what do I give it? It's out of 10. What kind of decimal can I get into then? You can point nine 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 whatever you want. <laughs> as it as a they might be giant song, I'd give it 7.5. Very solid, very good song. Um, but it's it also kind of falls into too many of the musical traps as well, I think. Um, for it to be fully, they might be giants, but sure. that also that also adds to it as well because it's like they might be giants one very Broadway song. Yeah, I mean, I think you know to get your song into a musical of this magnitude, it's got to be a well written song. You know, you can't phone it in. And I'd say Linnell was, uh, you know, intentionally uh, getting into that traditional musical vibe and in that respect it, it definitely succeeds um and the fact that it translated so well to the full orchestration of the musical and that it fit well with gavin lee's voice and all that very well written um i mean it's, it's i guess maybe me not having grown up on spongebob i was just a little bit too old when it came out that uh major shame you know and i mean it came out when i was heading into college and i did not have you know, even if I wanted to, I did not have cable at school. Uh, couldn't even have watched it if I wanted to. But um, so that maybe takes away from it a little bit. I don't have that SpongeBob uh, element going into it. But as a well-written song, I think I'm going to go six point eight. Um, yeah, solid tune. But yeah, not not one that I'm maybe going to be playing uh, particularly a lot. And I believe this demo version would not be up on uh, Spotify or anything to put into a playlist. But yeah, I think it's just on YouTube. But, no, uh, thankfully the the cast recording of it is on is on Spotify. So that that's that's uh -huh. been put in the, the very official. This might be a playlist on Spotify. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Coleman, you got anything you want to plug? Are you still doing your podcast? Uh, I have pod podcast. Naharan is still up. Um, uh, I, I, I would, I don't know if I'd plug it though. I, I wouldn't recommend to listen to it actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? It's you and a friend talking about like family guy or something like yeah, that. Is that right? That's a, that's a spinoff series actually. Um, there's it's, it's, it's a wide variety podcast Naharan. It's, it's, it's Irish for podcast of Ireland. Um, so go, go ahead and, and, and give it a subscribe if you want. I also have a, a second channel where I make a conspiracy theory, uh, <laughs> like, like taking apart videos. Uh, I, I had a bit of a viral moment on Reddit, um, 
because I made a post about this. Uh, have you ever heard of these iceberg charts? No. So basically, it's, it's a new trend. Uh, this actually ties into the MIP as well. There's, there's this new trend where you'll have this chart, and you know it'll be the tip of the iceberg and then the very depths, mm. and it'll have mm. a theme. So there's actually a They Might Be Giants one. That I'll send it to you. So the tip of the iceberg will be really common stuff, like maybe like common songs everyone's heard and all that. And then down at the bottom of the iceberg will be stuff like the Rabbit Child music video and like the <laughs> kind of like like uh, El Grupo del Rock and Roll and like the kind of the dark <laughs> secrets of They Might Be Giants. It, 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 is, it is pretty funny. Uh, so anyways, I, I posted one of these all to do with conspiracy theories and people were upvoting it like mad. So... I made a I made a YouTube channel specifically so I could start making videos on these. I've got a I've got a, a hefty eighty five subscribers. I think cool, so, cool. Uh, it's called Wolf Tone Shimon. Um, <laughs> Wolf Tone being an Irish uh, revolutionary leader, and Shimon being Michael Jackson's famous catchphrase. Shimon. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf Tone Shimon. Very good. Very good. Nice work. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, so people can find this might be a podcast at this might be a podcast.com uh, we're all over social medias Twitter's probably the best way to get at me at this might be a pod uh, email at this might be a pod at gmail send me voicemails at 224-801-2930 who are the Spongebob fans who uh I'd especially want to hear from anybody if they got into they might be giants through Spongebob the musical who knows if any of you are out there that would get enough into them to be listening to this silly podcast uh and if you really like what i'm doing you can support me on patreon patreon.com slash this might be a podcast coleman thanks again for being on i'm happy to be here good luck with the rest of your virtual online schooling man (laughs) and hopefully things get get good enough there that uh yeah, you guys can safely be going back. Yeah, fingers crossed. You're not a loser. You don't secretly hate yourself. You're not singing this to no one. It's not the case that no one cares. You're not a failure. You don't not have talent. When others see you, they can't see the nobody that isn't there. I'm not a loser. They don't not like me at all I don't not leave the house Cause I don't not prefer to stay at home I don't stink I'm not a waste I'm not all alone In thinking that I am not all alone Clarinet solo